In the days of Noah, fallen angelic beings mingled their DNA in an unholy union with human females, creating the evil demigods of old, the Nephilim. These giants aided in the corruption of the planet that ultimately resulted in God flooding the earth. Could it be that these vile mixtures of angelic and human DNA will soon make their return here on earth today? What our guest reveals today will blow your mind. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Skywatch TV. How many of you are glad to be at the Skywatch television studio? How many of you have enjoyed the series that we're doing with this week's special guest on the book, The Final Nephilim? I want to hit the ground running. We've got so much to cover with only just a few minutes on the clock. So let's introduce this week's special guest. He's a biblical researcher and writer with an emphasis in ancient Hebrew thought and theology. He received his Bachelor of Arts in Political Science from the University of Rochester and his JD from Columbia University Law School, Ryan Peterson. We have had a fascinating couple of weeks, haven't we, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, yeah. It's been so good. We're talking about the Nephilim, which I said last week is not something terribly unfamiliar from a lot of our viewers, barring somebody that may have just happened upon us in social media or are watching this video from home for the first time, not familiar with Skywatch. But the word Nephilim, for those that are just joining us and are not familiar with some of your writing, Ryan, very quickly. And again, if you want the longer version, go back to the archives. We've talked about this very conversation in the preceding two weeks. I want to dive into the return of the Antichrist in this episode. But very quickly, for those just, whoa, what is this Skywatch program and this word Nephilim? What does that mean? The Nephilim were the giants in the days of Noah that are described in Genesis chapter 6. They were the hybrid, half-fallen angel, half-human offspring of fallen angels and uh, were the reason for the flood. And may play a significant role in the return of the Antichrist or the emergence of the Antichrist as we're living here in modern times. I want to dive right into the book, Ryan. You have a chapter called Return of the Antichrist. And you point to a prophecy in Revelation 17 as providing a complex and startling chronology of the Antichrist appearing on the earth in days past. Can you unpack this prophecy and its meaning? That prophecy of Revelation 17, I think, is one of the most exciting prophecies in Scripture. And the angel that is taking the Apostle John through heaven to see all the visions of Revelation tells him about the Antichrist. He's explaining the seven-headed beast that is the Antichrist. And he says, I will tell you about these heads. And he says, there are seven kings. Five are fallen. One is. One is to come. And there is an eighth king who's of the seven, who is the Antichrist. So what does that mean? Basically, what this angel is saying is that this, the Antichrist, the spirit that will indwell, I believe, the Antichrist, has existed on the earth before and identifies seven figures, notorious figures through biblical history, who have been indwelled by this spirit. So this spirit, was this what you were mentioning last week with the Assyrian? Can you touch on that? Yeah, absolutely. So he was, in the days of Noah, the preeminent angel who led the rebellion in Genesis 6 when the fallen angels, the sons of God, took human women as wives and fathered the Nephilim giants. And as a part of his punishment, I go into detail about how in Ezekiel 31, he, along with the other fallen angels who committed this sin, were cast down to the abyss. But he's been permitted to return throughout history at certain times to 
incarnate. And we will see the final release of him from the abyss in Revelation 9 when we see a king of the bottomless pit who's released called Apollyon or Abaddon. That is the New Testament name for this angel, the Assyrian. So do you think that the Antichrist is an actual Nephilim or the Assyrian returned to earth? So I think it's both. From Genesis 3.15, we're told that he will be a seed of the devil, literal seed. And, but the turning point in the career of the Antichrist is when he receives his mortal wound to the head. And the world is able to see that he dies. And of course, he overcomes that and returns. And I believe it's at that point, that is at the time of the fifth trumpet, when that spirit, that angelic spirit of Abaddon or Apollyon is released, and he's then indwelled by that spirit, becoming both, again, Nephilim and possessed, and then becomes the Antichrist of the last three and a half years, who rules the world, sets up the mark of the beast, and demands worship under penalty of death. Before that point, do you think that there's just a human soul in there, the Antichrist, and that, that human soul dies and gets replaced, or do you think they both exist? How do you see that working out? Exactly. I think he's going to be replaced, that he's really fully taken over uh, and possessed by this angel in like manner to Judas being possessed by the devil at a critical point, right before he betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. Judas was indwelled by a fallen angel, by Satan. I think the same thing will happen to the Antichrist at that moment. I think it's going to be very easy for him to deceive the masses because he will appear to have conquered death. Yeah. And so if right. this guy, at the moment that the world is looking for an answer man, right, mm -hmm. everything's going to be bad. And they're looking for an answer man. Here this guy dies and he comes back. He's going to have credibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's amazing, too, is the very next thing that he does is go kill the two witnesses. The world has been dealing yeah. with these two witnesses. Nobody can take them out. No one can kill them. Uh, the Antichrist rises up and immediately takes them out. Of course, the world is going to think this is more powerful than God. Yeah, and this fits in perfectly with Tom Horn's work, Zeitgeist 2025, where he thinks that the rising of Osiris ritual is performed on the Antichrist in, I believe, the Capitol Dome, he thinks that's when they take the wounded Antichrist and resurrect him, so to speak, with this Assyrian spirit. So do, do you believe that this Antichrist, you said he's the seed of Satan, do you believe he's the physical seed of Satan, but then he's indwelt by the Assyrian at that point? Exactly. And so I think he is the physical seed of the devil, right? Because again, we know the seed of the woman in Genesis 3.15 is the Lord Jesus Christ, who was literally born from Mary. And so I believe the Antichrist will be a seed in a similar fashion, a literal person born. But again, he will be indwelled. And I think, again, that that was a great point, Ali, that the, the coming back from the dead, when you look at Revelation 13, verse 4, that's what wins the world over. That's when yeah. they say, who is like unto the beast? Who can make war with him? That's when they truly see him as God. And of course, killing the two witnesses at the same time yeah. will also be a further confirmation of that, that this beast, who it says, ascends from the bottomless pit. So we see that he's on earth, but yet he ascends from the pit because it's the spirit that indwells him will be the strong delusion. Wow. You know, real quick, too, it's probably important to make a distinction because we're talking about the, the seed of Satan. There's a theory out there called serpent seed, and that's not what we're talking about. So in serpent seed theory, there's this idea that Satan impregnated Eve in the garden, and that is not at all what, <laughs> what we're saying, right? This is a future thing, correct? Absolutely. This is in the future. Yeah. Right? I, yeah I believe Cain was the son of Adam and Eve. Yeah. And uh, and she said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Yeah. So she gave credit to God for her son. Mm. So. so one of the things I'm always impressed to try to do too, Ryan, is 
when we're having these discussions and we're talking about Nebuchadnezzar last week and him taking on an animal form or the Assyrian this week and the return of the Antichrist and the word Nephilim meaning great giant, what I always imagine is that there are people unfamiliar, maybe even pastors, and they're sitting at home and they're writing notes as fast as their, their heads can possibly <laughs> whirl notes down. Yeah. But this question about why would churches today need to spend any time on something like the Nephilim, something like the Assyrian, something like uh, the, the final Nephilim as it applies to the year 2022 and what we're doing now, and, and especially pastors who are burying the dead and marrying people and visiting hospitals and stuff, trying to make sure that we don't talk at such warp speed that we take for granted that there are people out there that are trying desperately to comprehend the material. What would you say if you could collapse a soundbite that would explain the relevancy to this book to your average viewer out there and why it is so important that they consider these possibilities. I think again, they, you know, Matthew 24, that Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, that's how it will be in the days of the coming of the son of man. And right. so Jesus commands us to understand this, to know the signs of the time. And I think that it's not just understanding the details of prophecy, mm -hmm. it's using that to convince the world. Right, what is absolutely. Coming. You know, in the days of Noah, Noah preached for 120 years to the world. You know, Might there be people unfamiliar with Matthew 24 who heard you say that and think, man, that sounds good. As it was in the days of Noah, how do I apply any of that to my church body? Now, they could go read Matthew 24, but just a, just a glimpse of what that scenario looks like, because I think as people hear you explain this, they're going to look at what they're seeing out their own backyard mm -hmm. as very comparable. You mentioned last week, the blending of human and animal genetics. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is like so old hat now that a lot of people feel like it's a tired conversation. What 10 years ago my dad would write about in terms of chimeras, and I see Derek over in the, in the background, you know, he's, he's written about this kind of stuff too. The idea that at one time we would marvel just 10 or 15 years ago at what might be happening in a secret laboratory in some other country where they're blending, you know, monkey DNA with human DNA, and now people just largely accept that this is happening. They may not see evidence of it on Facebook live streamed yet, but it's not a surprise to anybody that scientists have come a long way in their tinkering with our RNA and our genome. But getting back to my original question, Matthew 24, what is a snapshot of that so that pastors and teachers out there unfamiliar with that passage, and maybe they've read it but, but have overlooked the significance of it, and how that parallels what we're seeing now in science, our economic forums, what we're doing as a country and a society? Sure. Well, in the days of Noah, we see that you had the fallen angels, again, attempting this genetic hybridization program, mm -hmm. mingling seed by, by marrying human women and having hybrid offspring. And right. As you mentioned, we see that happening in laboratories now. We also see the efforts at life extension technology, where you have billions exactly. being poured into this. This is taking place now where basically man is trying to achieve immortality absent God, trying to work absent their God. way and circumvent mm -hmm. salvation in Jesus Christ and to become God. To, try, right. to literally yeah. become God. If you think about it, when you look at the writings of the early church, they said that the Nephilim giants and their angelic fathers, they were the gods and demigods of the ancient world, the Greek mythology, the Roman mythology. Mm -hmm. They were seen that way. And so we're entering a very dangerous time where science is now reaching the point of having this ability. So right. 
it makes it again more urgent for us to see that Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our eyes. It is, it is. So when we read about the mark of the beast, we could even see during the lockdowns how something like that could be rolled out. Right. Now I want to be clear, I'm not saying that the mark of the beast does not exist today. It, it, it does not exist today because, uh, and even if it did, you can't be tricked into it. When you read Revelation, it says that you have to worship the beast in order to receive the mark of the beast. Right. Yeah. So even if the mark was around today and it's not, but even if it was, nobody can be tricked into it. That system doesn't exist, but we can see how that's a shadow of what's coming. Yeah. Right. So that's why we got to know this stuff. Otherwise yes, yeah. we, we, this stuff could happen. And or we're well just in thinking, lockdowns, yeah. the, the idea that if, if we hold some of your liberties hostage, Mm-hmm. and then offer you something you may not want, but you're going to have to deal with in order to get your liberties back. You can already see this worldwide push. Now, of course, you could see people countering that argument now that a lot of those plans have been collapsed by the people that simply refused yeah. to play along with any of it. But at the same time, you saw how successful they were, yeah. and it boggles my mind how much success they were able to see in just one short year withholding our liberties. Well, and think about when this happens. I mean, this is well into the tribulation, so a lot of people are dead. A lot of people are gone. There's probably not a whole lot of believers to push back anymore. Mm-hmm. So something like that would probably be even easier at that point than it would be today. And when you think about the mark of a believer in Christ, the mark of you being a believer is the Holy Spirit. That's mm-hmm. the mark on your life. Yeah. So it leads me to believe the counterfeit would be a demonic spirit. The mark of an unbeliever would be you, just like the unforgivable sin. It's rejecting the Holy Spirit. Mm. But then you see in Revelation, whoever takes the mark is not allowed into heaven. It's because it's the same thing, I believe. You're rejecting the Holy Spirit to take the mark. Just like you can't be tricked into believing, right. you can't be tricked into unbelieving. You know what I mean? You have to choose. It's your free will choice. That's right. You're taking on some of the, I think, the essence of the Antichrist. Wow. Imagine the offer of not just health and overcoming Mm -hmm. a disease or or a pandemic, but having immortal life. If the Antichrist says, I overcame death and I can give you that same ability if you take this mark. And there's even, I think, a connection in scripture where I pointed out that in, you know, when you look at the Assyrian in Ezekiel 31, Mm -hmm. it says that when God punished this fallen angel who led the Genesis 6 rebellion, it says that in the day that I sent him to the abyss, it was the same day the floodwaters were restrained. When you go to Genesis chapter 8, that took place on the 150th day of the flood. The floodwaters returned back into the earth. And then when you get to Revelation chapter 9, when these angels are now released from the abyss, they torment the unsaved world for five months, 150 days on the Hebrew calendar. So you're seeing the parallels there that, again, this is a repetition of the days of Noah. There's a reason that death flees from them, because really these people are trading one curse for another. So we're under a curse right now as human beings. You know, we have to die. That's that's our curse because we're human beings, but we have a savior for human beings. So we're set if we believe in Jesus. The curse of the rebellious angels, they get thrown in the lake of fire immediately. Um, Just like how Paul says that the angels learn grace by watching how God deals with us. Well, we can learn about judgment by how God deals with the angels. That's why death flees from them, but that's also why when Jesus comes back, immediately uh, whoever has the mark of the beast, they're thrown into the lake of fire because that's the judgment for rebellious angels. So there's some angelic component. See, and it seems like because you said we could learn judgment from them. And this is speculation, but because of their close proximity to God, they have a harsher yes. demand on them. That's why they get punished and sent into the abyss, whereas humans have 
unending grace. Yeah, well, that's why Jesus says to him that he speaks in parables because why heap more judgment onto the Pharisees? It's the same thing. You, wow. You're held accountable for the information that you're given if it's, if it's truth. So Jesus said they're not going to believe anyway. You would just be heaping more judgment on them if, you, if you'd speak plainly. So that's why he spoke in parables. We're going to have to take a break in just a minute and show you how you can get a copy of the final Nephilim and also, really quickly, Ryan, I don't want to recap like I did last week at length all of the various products and stuff that are going in this promotional opportunity, but in your book, you offer QR codes that a person can simply open to the page of, they take their cell phone, their photo app should automatically open up a link that they simply press, and it will immediately take them to additional content, videos. Your book is, is filled with these QR codes that are so handy, and you're able to supplement with uh, additional video content, maybe explain very quickly why you did that. Sure. Again, I just want to be able to reach as many people as possible. And videos are just such a popular format for people to receive information. Right. So I thought it would just yeah. be a great way to share additional information from the book and even bonus information. And, right. and really thinking about young people as well, I put in something yeah. in there specifically right. about pop culture to alert really the younger generation. Right. Um, yeah, and that's, that's something I wasn't even familiar with until you came along and Drew come running into my office. Hey, look at this. It's a QR code in a book. And, of course, now we're going to steal the idea and do that ourselves. But very quickly, we're going to take a quick break. I want to show you, the viewers at home, how you can get a copy of The Final Nephilim by Ryan Peterson, along with some custom video content created for this promotional spot with some additional teaching materials on DVD that we want you, the viewer at home, to be able to take advantage of. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The book of Genesis prophesied that the Messiah would be born of the seed of the woman. But Genesis also predicted another seed would arrive on earth. And he is the final Nephilim. Skywatch TV is proud to present the final Nephilim Skywatch exclusive. When you order Ryan Peterson's new book, The Final Nephilim from the Skywatch TV store, you'll also receive the never-before-seen exclusive DVD content, Quantum Prophecy, starring Ryan Peterson and Josh Peck and the Assyrian, a video expose of an ancient evil. In the new groundbreaking book, The Final Nephilim, author and researcher Ryan Peterson details how while many have portrayed the Antichrist to be a charismatic military genius. He will actually be something far more sinister. He is the final Nephilim, a fallen angelic human hybrid who will use occult power to lure most of the world into the greatest deception in human history. Through his revelatory research, Ryan Peterson answers questions such as, will the fallen angels once again attempt to mingle themselves with the seed of men? Who or what is the Antichrist? And does he have a supernatural origin? What is the connection between quantum physics and the biblical symbolism of the scroll? What role do UFOs and alien phenomena play in end-time events? And how do Jesus' warnings about the days of Noah decipher the prophecies of Revelation? You'll also receive the never-before-released interview, Quantum Prophecy, on DVD, where Skywatch TV's own Josh Peck sits down with Ryan Peterson to speak about quantum physics as it relates to biblically prophetic topics, such as the mark of the beast, ancient antichrists, and angels. And as an added bonus, Quantum Prophecy also includes four of the absolute best episodes of Josh Peck's popular television show, Into the Multiverse, entitled Untangling Quantum Entanglement, Quantum Tunneling, 
the strangeness of quantum fields, and the real science and fake religion of quantum biology. But that's not all. We're also including the never-before-seen content on DVD entitled The Assyrian, where Ryan Peterson goes into detail about an ancient evil who once walked on the earth and is set to return from the abyss to enter human flesh once again and to continue his reign of terror. Sold separately, these items hold a retail value of over $70. Yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. So prepare for a study in Revelation that travels through time and space to decipher the most mysterious prophecies of the apocalypse. This collection is only available through Skywatch TV. So don't delay. The final Nephilim Skywatch exclusive. Available now at SkywatchTVStore.com. Order now or call 1-844-750-4985. Welcome back to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Artis Horn. We're in studio today with Ryan Peterson, and we're talking about his new book, The Final Nephilim. The Final Nephilim. And over the last few weeks, Ryan has detailed this moment in time where the Antichrist might emerge, him having Nephilim genetics and so forth. The mark of the beast is not a prophecy totally unfamiliar to a lot of Christians. And I think all one has to do is look out their own window or turn on their television to see a climate where there is discussion of the United States not being what it was 10 years ago. There are people in media and some of our most popular places to visit and tour doing everything they can to advocate for conversations with our kindergarten kids and up through third grade to re-identify as whatever reality they want to identify with, mm -hmm. and that that is okay. We're going to put our teachers on this so they can do some of the heavy lifting and tell little Billy what he's to, to make of his worldview, and things that really, in my view, ought to fall on parents yeah. as the responsibility of parents. So you can see the social decay, the moral decay, the fragmentation of the family unit. These are all shows we could spend you know, multiple hours on. But another component to this is the incredible shrinking dollar there are people in power that are brokering deals to strangle the dollar. Some of this is so blatantly obvious to probably most of our viewers. I won't belabor the point. But all one has to do is drive into the gas station to see that gas has gone up in some states $3, $4 a gallon. None of this is happenstance in my view. This is all being done to squeeze and destroy the dollar so that we can all be forced into or coerced into something like a digital currency. So... The people that are pulling the puppet strings, as God is permitting his prophetic desires to unfold, getting back to my original premise here, the mark of the beast feels like it is just maybe within our lifetime that we're going to start to see this unrolling, this massive overtaking of what used to be the United States. And you're going to see Canada and you're going to see other countries following this. People will be motivated beyond anything we can comprehend today as we sit here and try to imagine what the state of the world is going to look like when people who have historically adhered to Bible prophecy are shaken to their very core, and even the fiber of their own prophetic views are rattled such that they might be willing to take a vaccine that they don't want. They might be willing to forego the dollar bill and, and adhere to a digital currency that they may not agree with simply not to be purged from the system. I must buy groceries. I must be able to buy and sell, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They're not unfamiliar with this idea that there is a mark of the beast coming. There's a beast system coming. And in your book, you so profoundly and brilliantly kind of detail that the arrival of Antichrist, the beast system, 
has an economic and a genetic component. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. So like you said, just in the last two years, you know, the prices at gas stations, grocery shelves empty, how yeah. quickly we can be crippled in America economically, much less the rest quickly. of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then you look at the fact that John, the Apostle John, writing in, I believe, 96 AD, could tell of a time where there'd be a mark you could put in your hand to buy and sell, that this prediction of technology that all exists now. So now yeah. we see the, the stage from a technological standpoint clearly exists where we could have a mark to buy and sell. But more to your point, it's about control. You participate in the system economically, but right. even when you look at the image of the beast, that it knows who's worshiping it and who's not worshiping wow. it globally. Yes. So this is all about setting the stage for a system of global control when the Antichrist will literally be in all of our homes, knowing if we're paying his statue worship or not. And we're seeing that already, <laughs> giving over control of our children, control of our finances, control essentially of our property soon. And Stimulus so, checks. Exactly, right? And this dependency on the system. And so I think everything we're seeing now are birth pangs, right? Even, you know, you look yeah. at the third seal of Revelation, where it talks about a day's wages to buy a loaf of bread, essentially, yeah. and how we're seeing that take place now. And then when you accelerate to the, to the great tribulation, not only does it keep you able to buy and sell, but then also it can provide, again, from the genetic standpoint, to overcome sickness, disease, and death. This is how right. the, the unsaved and unbelieving world will be lured into taking this mark. I think that's why I always couch my language in this reality. I, I absolutely do see people that have long since been an advocate of Bible prophecy or would even pay lip service to the idea of Bible prophecy. But you just imagine a world where your own children are being threatened in terms of maybe being taken from your home. You're no longer a suitable parent. Yeah. You're a conspiracy theorist or an anarchist. You won't follow the rules. You won't worship the beast. Mm -hmm. Your children are too young to make these decisions. We're going to step in as the state and remove them for you. And here's the deal. That may sound like that is so ridiculously not going to happen for the next 7,500 years. But you can see these little draconian movements in our schools that parents are having to push back where they want to get between the parents and the children to indoctrinate them. Yeah. So you, you know what I'm saying? Pitting children against the parent. But you can also see, like I said, the collapse of the dollar. There's so many things we could point at. What are you going to do when your children have been overtaken by a biologically engineered virus and the state is withholding the cure? And it doesn't matter if the cure has something inside the package that is not necessarily advertised at the top of the pile, like a <laughs> genetic animal component, where... Basically, you can be cured, but you have to forego the natural chemistry that God gave you when you were born. You will no longer be a biological human. I think that people that, that have read the Bible, that are familiar with the Bible, lots and lots of our, our modern church organization will be willing to forego anything to get back into the system. Because when it comes push time, crunch time, if it means I can't buy gas, I can't get bread, I live in the city, man, that is going to be for those without the strongest measures of faith, an impossible reality to be confronted with. And Ryan, I think, am I wrong? I think that's why you write books like The Final Nephilim. Yeah. You're trying to ready a generation that is largely asleep at the wheel for moments like this, should it happen in our lifetime, no? Exactly. 
you know, Scripture prophesies a great falling away that's going to take place at the time of the rise of the Antichrist. And so if our focus is strictly on our material needs, our day-to-day life, with what many churches, unfortunately, just preach about all the time and not the greater spiritual battle taking place, yeah. it will make it easy to stay dependent on the system rather than depending on Christ Jesus, yeah. where we have to put our trust. And yes. so this is why I write, in order to, to provide this wake-up call to the church to remember that there's a greater spiritual war taking place, that Jesus is coming back, and we cannot take our eye off of the prize. Did you guys learn something this week? (laughs) Unfortunately, we're all out of time, but next week, Ryan Peterson returns to detail how he believes the end times scenario will be playing out and why end times prophecy is an important part of our Christian faith. For everybody here in studio... Everybody on panel, Ryan, thanks again for being here. You want to come back next week and do it again? Absolutely. One more time. (laughs) I'm Joe Artis Horn. Thank you for joining us at home. Keep your eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. We'll be back. We're going to look at this angel who I actually address in both books, known as the Assyrian. Now, in order to understand who the Assyrian is, it's really going to take some context and looking at what I call esoteric passages. So we'll lay the groundwork. Again, this angel, this fallen angel, was probably the second most powerful of the fallen angels to Satan himself. And he was the leader of the Genesis 6 rebellion. And of course, we're talking about 